You're listening to the politicalbetting.com Polling Matters podcast. My name is Kieran Pedley. Well, when most people go to vote, they don't give much thought to the constituency that they're voting in or how the votes are counted. But these things are, of course, very important, particularly in our first-past-the-post electoral system in the UK. So with this week's recently announced plans by the Boundary Commission to change both the number and composition of parliamentary seats in Westminster, I thought I'd talk to an expert about what it all means and how likely these changes are to come into effect. So on a bonus episode of the Polling Matters podcast, I was joined by Ron Johnston, that is Professor Ron Johnston, from the University of Bristol, to find out more. I started by asking Ron about the Boundary Commissioner's work and how this all comes about. So I'm here with Ron Johnston from the University of Bristol. Ron, welcome to Polling Matters. Thank you. So I guess for most people, they kind of take for granted that they just show up at the polling station and they vote and someone else decides what that means for the makeup of Parliament. Um, But can you explain to the listeners a little bit about the work that's done on boundaries? Yeah, Um, there are four boundary commissions, one for each of the four countries within the United Kingdom. And uh, legislation requires them every so often to review those ba- uh, the constituency boundaries um, and come up with recommendations for change so that the new constituencies fit within the rules which have been set down by Parliament uh, for this to be done. Uh, the current rules um, were introduced uh, anew in 2011 and they're supposed to do a review every five years. The review that they started in 2011 was ended prematurely in 2013. <laughs> Liberal Democrats fell out with the Conservatives over House of Lords reform. Uh, So what we now have is the first review being done under these new rules, and the constituencies they proposed, if implemented, will be the first set of new constituencies since the 2010 general election, except in Scotland, and there's a slight twist there. And those constituencies, the ones we currently live live in, were based on electoral data for the year 2000. So they're nearly two decades out. Uh, age, if you like, mm-hmm. and uh, change is badly needed if what you want and what the Conservatives wanted when they introduced these new rules was that all constituencies should be basically the same size so that every, voter's weight, every vote was of relatively equal weight. So, that, so that's basically what they're looking for, is it, just to make sure that yeah. every constituency yeah, the, the, the is the same size? The rules now say that uh, every constituency must be within 5% of the average electorate for the country as a whole, which is around 74,000. So every constituency has to be within, you know, 71,000, 78,000, that, sort of, that sort of number. So presumably where you... With four re- exceptions, which are the, you know, um, the Orkney and Shetlands and the Western Isles and, and the Isle of Wight. Of course, yes. Uh, only, so, only so many ways you can draw those lines, of course. Indeed, but, yeah. But yeah. So how are people deciding where to draw those lines? Because presumably, well, I mean, we see in America, for example, you think this, this term of gerrymandering. Indeed, you um, do. Very odd constituencies over there. So how does it work here? Well, how it works here is that these commissions are totally independent and their political neutrality and that of the assistant commissioners who work for them is guaranteed before they set up the work. Uh, they, they have no access to any electoral data whatsoever and they just uh, apply the rules by, basically in England, Wales and, and Northern Ireland, Scotland slightly different uh, because of the nature of local government there. They take the local government wards and they build constituencies within regions and with possible within counties and London boroughs uh, so that you've got groups of contiguous wards making it nice as far as they can uh, round shape uh, which are which meet this requirement of, of, of the size and then fit into the local government map uh, as change uh, the existing constituencies as little as possible but because of these new rules and for now the first time 
insisting on this size thing, uh, there's an awful lot more change than has ever been before. And that is accentuated by the fact that they have reduced the number of MPs from 650 to 600. So I was going to say, what are the, the principal changes that we're going to notice here this time? So one of them is well, the number of seats... Yeah, the number of MPs is being reduced from 650 to 600, which means that, for example, Wales goes down from 40 at present to 29, um, and, and, and England from 532 to 501. Um, Wales loses out substantially because Wales has traditionally, uh, purely accidentally in many ways, been overrepresented at the last uh, general election, whereas the the average English constituency had about 76,000 voters. The average Welsh constituency had only 55,000. And that favoured the Labour Party because they're strong in Wales. And that was one of the reasons why the Conservatives introduced the rule change anyhow. So we've got now 600 new constituencies. Because of the, they must fit within this 5% constraint, what that means is that compared to uh, previously, many constituencies would overlap local government boundaries. Uh, um, very many constituencies are nothing like the ones that preceded them, and because 50, and 50 have got to go. Um, so, that, for example, at the moment, Birmingham has 10 constituencies. Birmingham is divide, divided into 40 wards, and so there are 10 constituencies, each with four wards. Now there are only, I think, six constituencies made up of Birmingham wards entirely. Uh, others have bits of Birmingham, bits of Sandwell, bits of Birmingham, bits of Walsall, and so forth, in order to make those rules work. And it's the same all around the country, but especially in the urban areas. So, so I guess this I mean, this must be controversial work. I mean, we'll get onto the politics of this in a moment. But um, yeah. I mean, just from from well, a regional perspective, I mean, I think of Devon and Cornwall. There's often controversy yeah. there about where seat yeah, lines yeah. are drawn. That's right. Well, what happens is that the the commissions do their you know come up with their provisional recommendations. They say, here is what we think is, is the best set of constituencies for this part of the country, uh, given the rules. And then it's open to anybody to say, we like it or we don't like it. And if we don't like it, this is what we'd like instead. And there is a very extensive um, three-stage um, consultation period, which lasts um, the best part of two years, in which, having come up with their provisional recommendations, the commissions then ask the general public, although it's, <laughs> it's predominantly the political parties who are replying, not surprisingly. Uh, well, if you like it, and if you don't like it, tell us something that's better, and we'll see if we can do that. We can do that. And, of course, it has to be within the rules. And the rules, do, you know, you can't say this is better for us electorally. We're more likely to win more seats. Uh, you can't say that. You've got to say uh, this better fits the pattern of communities and so forth. It crosses fewer boundaries. Uh, uh, but it, it, they, they do take these into account, and they do quite substantially change their recommendations where they're convinced that what has been suggested is a better outcome. So is that a process that's about to happen, or is that... Or we, we that's all that, happened. That's all happened, that, that, okay. That, that started uh, 18 months ago, just over 18 months ago. They've gone through all of that. They've come up with their final recommendations now, and they've been delivered to the Secretary of State, and on Monday they were laid before Parliament, uh, um, as they're required to do by the legislation, and then Parliament has to decide whether to accept these recommendations or to reject them. They cannot alter them. So let's come back to that that, that question of how likely this is yeah. all, all to happen. But, I mean, <laughs> a, a lot yeah. of people, one of the things that people often uh, obsess over, understandably, I guess, in, in, in these sorts of situations is, okay, so if these boundaries had been drawn um, three or four years ago and therefore had been yep. in effect in the 2017 general election, so the one Indeed. last year, what would yeah. have been the impact there? Well, the impact would have been that the Conservatives would have done better. Um, because they got rid of the Labour Party's advantage with the smaller constituencies. Uh, and 
on a rough estimate, um, <clears throat> at the 2017 election, uh, the Conservatives won 317 of the 650 seats. Uh, the best estimate now is that of the of these 600 new seats, they would probably have won 308, uh, or 307 to 309, around that mm. figure. In other words, they didn't get a majority in 2017. If 2017 had been run in this set of constituencies, with the same pattern of voting across the wards, then uh, the Conservatives would have won a majority, a small majority, uh, of around 16 or so. But when you remember that it's likely there will be seven... Uh, Sinn Féin MPs who won't take their seats, uh, then that majority goes up a few, and it gets close to what John Major had in 1992. Not comfortable, and given the splits in the, in the Conservative Party, hard to work. But they will get a, they would have got a majority, and they, and um, would not have had to rely on the DUP. So if they were to go for a general election today, and the result was. <laughs> as it was in 2017, then the Conservatives would have come out better, which is, of course, why they want to do this. So, obviously, that's highly controversial. Uh, very Indeed. difficult to see the Labour Party voting in favour of oh, that. The Labour Party will vote it down, uh, and therefore everything depends on two other things. Firstly, whether they, the government can get all its own MPs to vote for them. Um, now, some are quite obviously upset. They're going to lose their seat. Their seat is going to disappear. Now, on that basis, Mrs. May and Brandon Lewis have both said that any uh, current MP whose seat is abolished will be found another seat to fight. Now, whether it be a safe, you know, whatever, mm. is another issue, and it may be somewhere else in the country. They're hoping that some MPs will retire and so forth. Uh, so they've got to get uh, all their own MPs on side, but in order to get it through, because all the other opposition parties will vote against, uh, they need the DUP's 12 votes. Now, this has been in the balance because the original provisional recommendations of the Northern Ireland Commission would probably have given more seats to Sinn Féin than the DUP. But after all the public consultation, it looks like the DUP have got their advantage over the, the Sinn Féin back. So it, it, it is possible, or maybe probable, they may have a price, who knows, that the DUP can be um, persuaded to vote for it and the government will get it through. So that when it comes to another general election, however uh, long in the f future, uh, they're going in from a better position than if they fought another general election in the current constituencies. It all comes back to the DUP in the end, this parliament, doesn't Indeed, it? Indeed, I mean, the DUP are very important. So, so what's, what's your what's your assessment? I mean, you, I mean, I'm not asking you to bet on anything, but do you think this is more? <laughs> do you think this is more likely or less likely to get through parliament? It seems very difficult in the current Brexit-related circumstances that we live in. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I, I, yeah, who knows? Well, I'd have thought that the, the probability of it going through is slightly higher than it, than it not, but it, it's pretty balanced. And it's going to take, I think, a lot of work by the, lip, the, the, the whips and others uh, to get the Tories and the DUP, and all the Tories and the DUP on side. They don't need many uh, to, to waver, and they've lost it. And then a final question, I guess. I mean, we've kind of touched on some of this already, but I mean, what... what... How important is this sort of work? I mean, does it really matter if it, if it is voted down and we just carry on as we were? No, no one's going to notice, are they? Well, they're going to notice in, in, in the sense that, uh, uh, question one, should Wales continue to be substantially overrepresented? Uh, should Labour keep this advantage of around 20 seats? Mm. Re remember that, that um, 
when we go back to the 2017 result, which was 317 seats for Conservatives, 262 for Labour, a majority of 55 over them. If it had been run in these new constituencies, it would have been 308 to 232, a majority of 76. So it matters in, in that sense, in, in the parliament that come, come, comes out. Um, and it matters, if you like, because some constituencies now have electorates well over 80,000. Some constituencies have electorates not much more than 50,000. Now, is that equal votes? You can debate that as <laughs> the cows come home. But, but the argument is that we, we should have equal-sized constituencies and so that every voters, every person's vote counts in the same amount as every other person's. Of course, it doesn't, because in a safe seat like the one where I live, how, how I vote is totally irrelevant. Mm. If I lived in a marginal seat, of which there are fewer every election uh, over the last 50 years, uh, if I lived in a marginal seat, my vote would count. Now, that's a separate issue. That's an issue for electoral reform. All the boundary commissions can do is apply rules to produce new constituencies within uh, the current electoral system that we have. They've done that. It, the system was designed by the Conservatives after the 2001 general election when they realised this disadvantage that, that uh, Labour were getting, a, um, on average, uh, uh, a seat uh, for, for every 26,000 votes whereas the Conservatives had to get 50,000 votes to get a seat. Now, that, they claimed, was unfair to them. They didn't want to change the system. They wanted to keep single-member constituencies. Uh, remember, they wouldn't go along with the Lib Dems on the electoral reform, mm. uh, but they, they, they wanted to make these constituencies more equal so that they weren't disadvantaged. And as we've shown by the predictions of the outcome uh, in these new constituencies, they were right. It's worth about 20 seats to them, which is why it's politically important. Very important, very controversial, and yet another, another thing for Theresa May's intrate. Ron Johnston from the University of Bristol, thanks for your time. You're very welcome. That was Ron Johnston there from the University of Bristol. A big thanks once again to Ron for joining me on this week's episode of the podcast. Um, these proposals have since been kicked into the long grass somewhat by the government, clearly um, anticipating a difficult time getting them through Parliament. But they are still proposals that we would expect the government to at least attempt to revisit at some point during this parliament. So something very much uh, to keep our eyes on because, as Ron explains, they could have a tremendous impact on how the next general election goes. But anyway, that's all we've got time for uh, for this episode of the podcast. We may have another longer form episode out later this week. We will wait and see. But if you like what you hear from Polling Matters, please do give us a share on social media. and Please like our Facebook page or give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcast uh, podcasts from. It all helps uh, spread the word about the show and get us new listeners, and we very much appreciate it. But for now, thanks for listening and enjoy your week. <laughs>